Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com to the Blue Jays Today Show, where today, guys, baseball season is approaching. We've got the pitchers and catchers for coming up this week, and spring training games following that. So very exciting stuff ahead, folks. And we got to talk about, as Blue Jay fans, what should we be looking for in this spring training from the Blue Jays players and the team as a whole for this 2024 season? We're going to get into it all and more. I'm your host, Adam Paddle. And I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. And I do just want to say, everybody, like, I am, I'm actually so happy that we are getting to the end of this offseason. You know what I mean? No, it, like, no for real. It, it feels like this offseason was... And we've done a few off seasons mm. on this show. We've done, you know, like we, we've covered a lot here. But like this off season in particular, maybe it was just because of all of the different rumors about everybody and what inevitably went down. But like, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude! Like it, it was, it's fatiguing. Dude, you know? I, I even got fatigued posting a clip today. Uh, if you guys saw it on our Twitter and Instagram, um, I had our intern shout out intern uh, Will. He cut up a clip. And it was from last week where there's maybe a speculation on Justin Turner talking about getting another third baseman. Honestly, posting that made me sick. I was like, I'm, I don't even want to post it, but we got to post content. You know, we got to do it as a media well, company. It's, it, it's, you know? it, it's tiring hearing it's tiring. All, of, all of everything that's that's been going on. And, and I think at this point, like, you know, us 100%, and I, I know Blue Jays fans too, like everybody in the chat, shout out to everybody who, who's here watching with us. But, like, I think it's just time to, like, go and, like, watch some of our dudes, like, Hit some goddamn baseballs, right? I want like the crack of the bat, bro. I want to hear that sound yes, right now. Yes, yes. And over the weekend, like, there was this tiny little pocket of springtime warmth. Mm. This tiny oh, little yeah. pocket of, like, 9 degrees. Maybe it even hit 10 degrees at one point over in Toronto. I don't know where you guys yeah. are, but over in Toronto. And I went outside, and I was just sniffing the air, and I saw the, I saw the blue yeah. sky... And I was like, holy shit, Dude, I was here. I was, wearing my here. Je- I was wearing my jean jacket with a hoodie, and I was like, damn, this feels nice. Yeah. You smell the air, you hear the birds chirping, you're like, damn, what is this? Yeah. This is this smells like baseball, but now it's cold again. Like, what the f- 
they, oh, they flirted me a little bit. They edged me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, they, that's, that's going to happen, man, because we're not officially there. There is still, I believe, 12 days between now and what is supposed to be the first spring training game for the Toronto Blue Jays, because I yeah. believe that happens on February 24th. Yeah, right so here, we're coming. Yeah. It is coming, everybody. It is yeah. literally less than two weeks away, guys, before we're going to see some Toronto Blue Jays players take the field and play some baseball. So let's talk a little bit about what it is that we're going to be looking for there, guys. Mm. I feel like the first thing that I really want to discuss, the first umbrella topic here, has got to be the prospects, mm. right? Because this is the biggest thing that you're looking for when you make the spring training is all of these young guys in your system for, you know, 95% of the year, these are just a number on a ranking. It's like, oh, here's our number three prospect, and we never see him. Maybe you see a couple highlights on Twitter. But this is like their one opportunity, I feel like, and our opportunity as fans to really watch them showcase what it is that they have to offer. Yeah, you know? absolutely, and especially early on. like we, You've seen the non-roster invitees. that uh, You saw that maybe if you're following Twitter of the Toronto Blue Jays or Instagram. I'll pull it up right here. They announced that recently, and these guys, they're going to be sent away pretty early on so mm. right when you start watching on february 24th look out for these guys in the lineups in the next in like the first few weeks yeah. of spring training uh and these are a lot of interesting names like a lot of young guys that aren't on the 40-man roster they'll be sent down to minor leagues they're not going to be debuting for the toronto blue jays love ricky tiedemann love yeah. ricky tiedemann but he's not going to be debuting for the Toronto Blue Jays come 2024 in March, right? So, but this is a good opportunity again to see how they develop because we saw Ricky T last spring training mm -hmm. and we obviously got to see a little bit of what he provides. A good lefty, big lefty at 20 years old who can throw with some high velo. He, he looks like a front end of the rotation guy if he develops well, and I'm looking to see some improvements too yeah. against the Major League uh, hitting this, this 100%, spring. dude, because when you're looking ahead at this Toronto Blue Jays team, this Toronto Blue Jays roster, right? Like, obviously, you're going to have Kevin Gosman locked in for time, and Chris Bass is going to be there for a minute, mm -hmm. and Jose Burrios is there for what feels like almost ever. I mean, I know it's not, but, like, the, a lot of years left there. Yeah. But, like, with some uncertainty around Alec Manoa, who, by the way, is looking getting fit oh everybody. god we gotta find that photo I that's find. gonna be <laughs> yeah, something yeah. that i'm gonna be watching for in spring training is just how this guy looks we're gonna talk about more of that later but like that guy looks good yeah, yeah. but still some uncertainty right there and then also the fact that like you say kikuchi he's only got one year left on the deal like i'm i'm thinking to myself like ricky tiedemann uh, there is potential to see him at some point in 2024 with the Toronto Blue Jays. But if not 2024, then almost assuredly 2025, this guy is going to be with the team and like probably playing a major role. So yeah, I feel like yeah. this is one of the final spring trainings that we're really going to watch him before we get to see him at the MLB level. You know? For sure, yeah. I, and 2025 feels like a good opportunity for him because, you know, he's still 21. He's still a young guy. And I think also going out and getting Yariel is kind of like a, like a nice depth insurance kind of piece. Make sure too. that he can really grow down there before you have to take him up. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And that that's what the Blue Jays have been struggling with for a while is actually finding some sort of good pitching depth. I mean, uh, who the hell was it? Drew Hutchison was our sixth starter mm -hmm. to begin the season last year yeah. in Triple. Play. You, you can't have that so getting yario is great insurance uh, because i mean don't want not to derail the topic of these young prospects but you know having ricky kind of develop and be good is, will help the depth of the blue jays because hell what if an injury happens what if yeah. an injury or two happens like it, it that's gonna be so crucial well, and you have to put him on the 40 man you know bro i like having good pitching me because too <laughs> I, do you remember when we started this show when we started blue jays today 
and the that, was ass. and that rotation, dude. Like it, it was like Trent Ryu, Thornton, Thornton. It was uh, Chad. No, we no, no. Had, did we have Rourke? Tanner at that Rourke. Time? It was Tanner Rourke. Chase Anderson. That's yes. What it was. Yeah. Chase Anderson. My God, the, man. Taiwan Walker. We traded for at the deadline. Yeah, but we then did. He walked away. Yes. Walked away. Yeah, but I mean, like that rotation to where it was right now, and I still remember when that rotation was going on. The whole conversation was, well, if Nate Pearson's not a guy, it's a bust. Right. You know? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was that was it. That yeah. was the conversation. We never back saw then. them spending the money like they did. No, you know? no. But but to go from from that place to where we are now and yeah. and having like the depth where it's at, I don't want to go back. To you. No, absolutely. I don't. I don't want to go back. Well, so I'm I'm excited to watch Ricky. Tate. Well, that's why this year is so interesting. I know a lot of people are down, but maybe I'm drinking the hopium just a little bit here. But last year was the first year we saw the offense not look like the Toronto Blue Jays. The, yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays that we know. But what did we get on the other side of the ball? We got a great rotation, just a dominant rotation with four guys over 31 starts. Like that's insane. And then, and also, they just pitched incredibly well, mm. and and that was just a pleasure. But what if you can get somewhat similar production from a pitching side of things, and then also have your lineup go and bounce back and get a, a get some performances out of George Springer, Vladdy, who had really really down years last year. I mean, well, that's that's obviously what they need, right? And I mean, that is what is going to turn turn the tides for the Toronto Blue Jays. If they want to be a World Series championship squad, you just need both. We didn't have it last year. The pitching was all the way back. They were yeah, fucking they, elite. They were one of the best. The lineup just wasn't where it is, you know? So I do feel like one of those things to watch out for this spring training mm -hmm. is going to be some of those guys that can potentially come up at some point in the season, maybe make an impact. Some names that, you know, we're not necessarily super familiar with. I mean, on this list, I know that one guy that you were pretty excited about, not saying that he's necessarily going to come up and, 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 you know, right at the beginning of the season yeah. and, and make an impact, but Alan Roden feels like a yeah. guy that at some point yes. in, in the, you know, potentially the near future, he could be playing, he could be having an impact yeah. on the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I broke down Alan Roden in a uh, video room very early in the season, uh, off season when it was like pretty dead. And I was like, yeah, like I, I've always been keeping an eye on this guy because you know, what's been the conversation for the Blue Jays for a long time before they even got Kevin Kiermaier, before they got Dalton Marshall, it was, well, we need a lefty outfielder who can, like, drive and run. So, right. You know what I mean? Obviously, we've kind of solved that for the, for the short term right now with Kevin Kiermaier coming back. Um, not saying he's going to drive in a ton of runs or anything, but you never know. But Alan Roden, the very interesting about him is he's 24 years old. He's starting to get to the age now where it's like maybe you might see this guy poke his head into the big leagues. Mm. And he, he was dominant last year. I mean, yes... You know, high single A, double A numbers, so they're going to be skewered. But dude batted for a 317 average with an OPS of 890 and drove in how many? Oh, it's 10 home runs. So he's got a little bit of pop, mm -hmm. maybe not that much when he gets to the big league level. But that 317 average is a guy that I'm looking at and I'm thinking, damn, this guy could be a great quality leadoff hitter in the top three of the lineup. One day, maybe, that's his potential. You also see the stolen bases there, 24. Maybe he swipes a couple bags for the guys down in the middle part of the order, uh, you know, putting himself into a good scoring position, right? Like, this guy has the potential to be that. Will he? Well, that's why we got to watch spring training, folks. we got to yeah, see how his development goes. I'm, I'm excited you know? for what he does because it's very clear that, like, the level that he's playing at right now, like, he's just too good for that level. And I think mm -hmm. it's probably time for him to get the promotion, you know, whether it be to, to AAA, you know, double-A finally, yeah. and then maybe to AAA as well. start in the double-A, um, maybe triple-A Yeah, later. exactly, yeah, right. Because, yeah. like, clearly, like, he's just doing more down there than, like, a lot of other guys. But yeah. I do want to see how he matches up against some other of the – 
big league pitching, and you might get an opportunity to see that come spring training. Because yeah. Alan Roden, he is one of the Toronto Blue Jays' top prospects. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he ranks like 16, 17 on the list. I think and, he's uh, actually, I think he's seven actually now. My mistake. They, they oh, I was I was thinking about something that we were talking about right. prior yeah, to the record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is number seven. So that's phenomenal, guys. That is literally incredible. And uh, and I mean, I'd imagine that his ETA being twenty four years old, like. It is going to be relatively soon. So, honestly, like, I could see this guy potentially coming up at some point of the season, or if not, in 2025, this to me looks like a prime Kevin Kiermeyer replacement, potentially. Exactly, right? right? And, and we don't know how good his defense is, and that's, again, another thing we want to go look at. We want to hear what the word is around camp. Like, how is he looking with the glove? How is he looking with the bat, right? That's what all these guys, like, we're not looking for them to come out and, like, you know, they're going to have so many limited at-bats, like maybe 12, mm-hmm. 15, you know, yeah. maybe at-bats, right? We just want to see what's the word, what's the conversation around camp with guys like Alan Roden. And uh, to kind of pivot and kind of going off what you were just saying, the other guy you were thinking about, mm. uh, which is, I know I'm going to butcher his name. We actually looked up how to pronounce this guy's name. Not a big Italian guy right here, but Damiano Palmagiani. Palmagiani. I, think, I think you hit it, dude. I, oh, think, I think you nailed let's it. Let's go. Yeah, he, so he's our 18th-ranked prospect. And the reason why I bring him up as a guy to look for is, A, we'll look at his numbers in a little bit, but his his numbers look good. And he's also plays third base, first base eligibility. He's 24 as well, played mm-hmm. AAA. You know, so this is a guy that people are kind of looking at too as, well, yeah, you got, you know, Addison Barge up there and IKF and all these other guys, but this could be another guy you could toss his hat, you know, in the ring saying, hey, I, I could fight too if he comes out and, Looks decent. I think he'll put his name on the radar in spring training. Yeah, 100%, dude. I mean, like, I don't think that David Schneider was a super top-tier prospect for the Toronto Blue Jays until he came up, and then it's like, oh, shit, this guy can actually play baseball, and now he is literally part of the team looking like he could potentially be the starting second baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays at this point, right? So, yeah, I I do think that this guy, considering his age, like, and considering that third base job right now, basically anybody in the prospect pool that has that 3B next to their name, like, they're kind of eyeing the Toronto Blue Jays third base bag right now and going, okay, like, sure, they paid IKF, but, like, is IKF really going to be the guy for the future? Probably not. I have kind of a direct pathway to go out and to go get that. And this spring training is a great way for him to just come out and say like, hey guys, here I am. I'm on the scene. I can Mm. do this. Give me a second look if somebody gets hurt in the regular season. Yeah, like, you know, that's when he could maybe come up at the earliest. If there's some big injuries and they're getting kind of desperate and a trade really isn't in the works, like maybe you might see a a, a Damiano, I butcher his name again, Damiano. There we go, Damiano. uh, Coming up and playing. But, you know, when when we're talking about like, the next two years being the final closing window of the Toronto Blue Jays. This is a little glimpse into what could potentially be the future. Like whatever that turn comes, you could see this guy maybe getting some ABs and competing for a job one day. Like, like I don't really don't see him competing heavily this year for a job maybe next year, maybe in 2026, absolutely. Well, the problem is, right, like, it looks like the window for the Toronto Blue Jays is the next two years because, like I said at the beginning of this, these players are just names on a sheet to a lot of us, right? We're not associated with the double-A or the triple-A squads. We're not the coaches. We don't know these guys personally, right? So for us, you know, you look at the stats on the page, you go, okay, maybe this guy has potential. But until you really see it, yeah, you're not sure, and 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 that's a scary place to be. But yeah, if Damiano wants to come out in spring training and start doing phenomenally, and then when he gets his opportunity, he starts popping off the MLB. That is something that could happen. And then, oh, would you look at that? The window, yeah. maybe it gets a little bit longer than two years. So these prospects, like 
I mean, right now, like, it doesn't feel like they could potentially do a whole lot because it feels like we have our roster. But this is the future. This mm -hmm. is the future of the Toronto Blue Jays. And you brought him up before, and I see Katie bringing up right here about David Shutter. Oh, he was considering giving up baseball. That's crazy. Didn't even know that fact. Uh, but that you have to force yourself onto the 40-man. All these guys we're talking about right now aren't on the 40-man roster. Mm -hmm. So he was playing so well in the minor leagues, uh, David Schneider, that he forced the Toronto Blue Jays to call him up. Yeah. You know, they were scuffling. They were, they were getting at a point in the season mid I think it was like uh, early August, I believe, was when he got called up. And they were having no luck with the, with their offense. They needed something to shake up the lineup. And what do you know? David Schneider was that guy. They were forced to make a move. So whether, whether it be underperformances or injuries, this could be the route for uh, someone like Damiano. 100%, dude. Uh, sticking on the route of prospects here, folks. I mean, it feels like it goes without saying, but like two guys that I'm 100% looking at. Oh, yeah. One of them, friend of the show, Addison Barger, absolute right. legend. Like this is a guy that... I do believe is going to be in the MLB at some point this year. And like he could have a role to play with the Toronto Blue Jays in that infield. So watch out for him for sure. He is heavily motivated, been hitting the gym, looks phenomenal, by the way. And then also, or Elvis Martinez, kind of a similar situation. Power hitting bat, mm -hmm. power hitting dude for the Toronto Blue Jays, man. Like I, I do believe that like this guy depending on how IKF is doing, depending on how things are going uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays, right. like, there is there is a chance that we could see him come to the MLB. I, I could see this reality happening where you have IKF playing. I mean, like, look, uh, I mean, we're going to skip ahead to this conversation a little bit later. Maybe we'll jump off this right after this. But IKF, like, how much playing time is this guy really going to get? Like, mm -hmm. when I flash over here, everybody, and I look at the Toronto Blue Jays last year, you're missing 581 at-bats from Matt Chapman and 592 at-bats from Whit Merrifield. Played appearances. Oh, but, excuse but me, played appearances, yeah. played appearances, right? Like, that's a lot of played appearances. That's over 1,000. How many of those are going to be given to IKF? Yeah. He might see 450. Hell, he might flirt with 500. Now, is that the solution right here <laughs> for the Toronto Blue Jays to have someone like IKF get that many at-bats? I don't know, right? I think, it, I think it depends how he's doing, right? Like, I, yeah. I really do believe that it's going to depend how he's doing. I think that they paid him for two years, right? right? And, and they, this is another guy. I'm very interested to see how IKF looks with a baseball bat in his hand in a Toronto Blue Jays uniform in spring training when it's his time. Right? And also, like, what position is he playing too, right? Where totally. are they going to deploy him, right? What is that split? Because we've heard that there's going to be a lot of time for him at third base, a, mm -hmm. lot, of, a lot of reps that he's going to have at third base. Who else is going to have reps over right, there? Is, exactly. is, is David Schneider going to have a few? Is it going to be Santiago Espinal? Or is it literally just going to be IKF right. eating up all of it? I think for me, I would feel more comfortable if I did see a few other guys flirting with that yeah. job. Just because, you know what, at the end of the day, like it's always better to be versatile. You don't mm. want to be in a situation where come June, IKF is literally the only guy who's playing third base for you. One, maybe he's not performing well, or two, he gets injured, and it's like, oh shit, now somebody's got to play this position that they haven't played literally all year long. Right, right. So I would love to see a little bit of a split go on in spring training, for sure. I, I agree, I agree, right? But, you know, the reason why I brought him up is because we're talking about these big prospects. I mean, Robles Martinez, we've been talking about for like the last like three spring trainings. Totally, you know, like This totally. guy's always been in the conversation, and Addison Barger really broke out last year in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So when is it going to be time for them to actually get a shot? I could see a reality where they do bring up Aurelvis Martinez midseason if it's just not working out. Like, if IKF is struggling, maybe struggling defensively, too. Like, if there's something just wrong here. Yeah, yeah. And we're in a competitive window. We got to try something. That might be the move. There also could be another thought to this. 
because they do have people like Dam- Damiano down there and people like David Schneider as well who could play some third base, maybe they hold on to an Aralvis Martinez or an Addison Barger and think about them using them as trade bait mm. for the trade deadline because, you know, prospect rankings, obviously, if you're ranked higher, you're going to have a little bit more value, a little bit more command. So maybe if they have some other guys in the minors who are killing it, like those other guys I mentioned, maybe bringing them up to compete and then using them as trade bait. That's another thought that they could go down, they could flirt with, but I would like to see him get a shot because you never know. You might This guy could be a disgustingly good power hitter. Totally. Like, like a Jorge Soler type of power hitter yeah. for the Toronto Blue Jays. Every, every single year there's going to be a few guys that like have never played in the MLB before that come up to the show and then they just go crazy, right? Ellie De La Cruz seems like a prime example right. of that. Granted, he was a very highly yeah. touted prospect when it happened, so everybody kind of expected that he would be good at baseball. But, I mean, like, did anyone expect that he'd be that good at yeah, baseball yeah. right off the hop? Probably not, you know? So, like, this is a big infusion to your lineup if you can hit on one of those guys. Speaking about some prospects for the Toronto Blue Jays who are a little bit down the line that are probably going to get a shot, I feel very comfortable and uh, confident in saying that Spencer Horowitz is yeah. going to be on the MLB roster at some point this season, maybe even starting on it, literally come March 28th. So watch out for him, guys. I imagine he's going to get a lot of at-bats in spring training because they're going to see what he has to offer. And this is going to be your, uh, you know, getting Guerrero off of his feet or, you know, giving, yeah. you know, a little bit of insurance at first base for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I always saw Spencer last year, and granted, like actually from Barger's mouth, he said that he was the best player on that AAA team, and he deserved and it he the deserved most it to the go most. to the show. Absolutely, and like I think he has flirting with what like over a 900 OPS or yeah. something in AAA. It was gross, right? Like so when he came to the Blue Jays late uh, part of the season. Uh, I always saw him as like, yeah, like, it feels like this is his kind of debut to take over Brandon Belt's job. Like if we didn't end up getting, um, you know, a, a Reese Hoskins, right, mm-hmm. uh, this spring um, or this offseason, excuse me, then yeah, it was always going to be Spencer Horowitz's job. And, I, you know, I could easily see Spencer Horowitz putting up a mid-750 you know, OPS just a ballpark right here. Like I think he's going to be a good bat. He's a lefty, so it gives you another option when you're making that lineup card. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I'm cool with him starting with the Toronto Blue Jays this spring train or in opening day, and I'm excited to see what he does this spring training. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm down for it. Hundred percent, dude. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the already existing Toronto mm-hmm. Blue Jays players before we get to that, folks. Quick shout out to the sponsor of this video. Whoa! Time for your daily Betway breather. A quick reminder that the best place to bet is on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming Ontario. Please bet responsibly. Now, back to the content. Shout out to Betway, everybody, for being absolutely phenomenal. It is the place to be if you're interested in sports betting, guys. Also, if you haven't already done so, please hit the like and smash the subscribe button on this video. There is a lot of question marks on the Toronto Blue Jays team as a whole. This is why a lot of people are walking into this season with some hesitations, us included. When you're looking at Alec Manoa, when you're looking at Vladimir Guerrero Jr., when you're looking at George Springer, these are some of the guys that we really want to look at. And I do feel like Alec Manoa is, a is for me anyways, one of the dudes who I just, I want to watch this guy all spring training. Right, I'm gonna, right. I want to see everything yep. he's yep. doing. I want to see... I want to see his arm angle. I want to see how he's handling 
how he's handling all of it. All of his pitches, I want to see his body because the pictures that are coming out, the videos that are coming out of Alec yeah. Manoa working out. I, I just tried to find the one of him on a raft uh, in the lake or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys seen it on Twitter. He's like, good. Dude, it's <laughs> like you can you see it in his face, yeah, right? Like yeah. it, like legitimately it looks like, and again, he's still he's still a big boy. Like he is still yeah. a big boy. And he, and he always will. Be, he always you know? will be, right? But, but it looks like for him anyways and for his body type, right, he has dropped, and I'm just speculating here, but I'm thinking like 20, 30, 40 pounds, oh, which yeah. is probably oh, yeah. where he needs to be anyways yep. because that's where he finished uh, That's where he finished pitching in 2022, right? Yeah, because yeah. That, that was the whole thing. He came in in 2023 30, 35 pounds heavier than he should have been or that he finished his last year as, and it looks like he dropped all that completely. So I do anticipate Alec Manoa is going to be in for a bounce-back year, but I think that spring training and watching what he's going to do – might just indicate to us how much of a bounce back can we pot potentially expect. You know? Yeah, because coming into spring training last year, you know, the big red flag right out of the game, we, you know, we were kind of saying, oh, maybe he's just getting warmed up or, you know, maybe he's just got to get up to speed. The big red flag was that fastball was nowhere near it was in the year before. Dude, it was like two miles per hour lower literally. than than what he was throwing the year prior, right? Literally. And it, it is always one of those things where when you're, you know, when you're first starting out, you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Because they got to get their arm warm up it's got to start moving he was dealing with the pitch clock it was all this but like it was significantly right. lower to begin that year than it was at the end of the last yeah. year right and that is kind of cause for concern for yeah. somebody his age you know and i love that you said the pitch clock because that's like that's another argument people are kind of throwing out there like is he going to get adjusted to the pitch clock and i think you know well what does he need to do well he needs to be more prepared going into his uh into his outings right mm -hmm. he needs to know and understand how am i going to attack these guys because a lot of time when you're thinking in between pitches is how do i want to attack these guys you got to almost rely a little bit on your catcher i think that's going to be a repertoire or a rapport excuse me that you want to establish early in spring training right what are those conversations you're having to help uh, get these uh hitters out um you know him and kirk had a really good tandem going mm -hmm. you know was there an issue there i don't know or was it a physical thing like was he physically not able to get up to speed or was he rushing too much and then you know he wasn't getting his arm into the right slot like he yeah. did before like is that an issue but for me it's the fastball like what will tell you that he's getting it all right and he's confident with his pitches the fastball velocity if you're throwing it hard you're healthy, you're on time, you're feeling good. If you can see that fastball hitting 94, 95, like we saw a lot when he was a Cy Young 3, I think we're going to be just fine. Well, it all, it all starts there, right? And yep. then, you know, so you get you get your velocity down the fastball and you have something to uh, build on as a pitcher. And for Manoa, once you get that, then it goes to the slider. And that's kind yep. of the next thing that I want to look at too is mm -hmm. the break on that slider because that was something that was significantly down last year right it almost everyone broke different it almost broke different yeah it, it did not it just didn't do it didn't work the same it yeah. didn't work the same when it was breaking it was breaking way outside right and so like you nobody was biting on it and then other times you know it, it just like didn't go enough right and and i felt like for manoa he needs that to be his put away deception pitch right that's the one that gets people swinging and missing and and and, yeah. and shaking their heads as they walk back to the dugout you know like that's something that he absolutely needs yeah. i don't know why it was down there i don't know if that was Dude. a fitness thing a pitch clock thing just a preparation thing but getting that slider back to where it was in 2022 that is going to be critical i think uh and my guess is it's a it's a health thing like he just wasn't healthy going into spring training yeah in in many facets you can argue um and then when it came to the game um you know the slider you can see right here with the horizontal movement it was down it was I mean, it's kind of a cluster right here in 2022, but it's around that 14 and a half 
um, inches of movement in the horizontal mm -hmm. direction. It was down. It was down. It wasn't moving horizontally like a slider should. It was almost looking like a curveball yeah, for bit. a lot of the time, right? Because the, the vertical movement was the same. But you gotta get that movement right against the righties. You gotta get them to miss. But if they're still able to get, you know, an extra, what was it? It was two basically inches. two inches. That's still a big difference. Was, That's the difference of a barrel and a, and a ground. Out. Exactly what I was. Right? I literally made that exact comparison because I made a video about Alec Manoa pretty recently, mm -hmm. folks. And I was talking about this exactly, and I was mm -hmm. saying that two whole inches. It doesn't sound like a lot when you say it. But when you're talking about baseball and yeah. legitimately like two inches, that is a home run or a ground out literally. or or a pop up. It's a you know, barrel like, or a weak contact. Yeah, exactly. Literally. You know, yeah. it's like that's an out or that's that's a hit. And and I feel like for Manoa, like he needs those two inches, dude. Right, right. <laughs> he needs them. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is when you saw too, there could be some health issues last year, right, that we're dealing with. And he was falling behind very, very early. And he's just throwing a cookie fastball, man. Yeah. Like, he's just throwing the cookie fastball. So, what we need to see is, if you can see that velo at 94, 95, you know, 96, mm -hmm. then I think we're looking pretty good. Don't get panicked if the first start, he's like 93, 94. Like, oh, no. Like, it's lower yeah. than the average. Just be patient. Wait. You know, see where he's throwing his, where he's commanding his pitches, too. Because that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a whole other factor. But that, that's a major thing, man. Completely agree, dude. Completely agree. Let's talk about another bounce back for the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. or somebody that we hope is going to bounce back. George Springer. This mm -hmm. guy's getting paid all the money for the Toronto Blue Jays right now. A few off-seasons ago, we signed him. I remember on this channel making videos about it. We were over the fucking moon. George oh, Springer. How could they go out get the best hitter on free agency? And now we're looking at this guy... And it's only one down year. It's only yep, one yep. down year. But now we're looking at him, and it feels like it is a completely different light than the way that we used to talk about George Springer. Like, I feel like there is, like, literally no hype, no excitement surrounding George Springer leading off the Toronto Blue Jays. And it's only one down year. Yeah, yeah. What do, what do we need to see from George Springer in spring training to, to hop back on that train of excitement and go, holy shit, like, that one, two, three of the Toronto Blue Jays mm -hmm. of, like, Springer, Bo, Vlad, like, that's a powerful punch. Yeah, I mean, you might see a common theme here, folks, with some of these players and what they need to do. Uh, George Springer needs to hit the fastball. Right. We, we broke him down in a podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and we talked about how his uh, run value against fastballs was just not good. His run value against sliders is even horrible. Oh, my God, yeah. negative nine. Uh, but he just needs to get back to barreling up the baseball and hitting the fastball and, and squaring it up and pulling it, man. I mean, George hits the ball all over the ballpark, but, mm -hmm. you know, but he, where he does most of his damage is pulling that ball to left field, left center field, center field. Like, he does a lot of damage out there when he's on top of that fastball. I mean, man, you, you're right. Like, we do need George Springer to be that factor that we used to see him as, that big dominant factor at the top of the lineup. 907 OPS, it has dropped down in over two years to 732. And looking back here, guys, he had the most AB, uh, plate appearances of the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. And ABs. And ABs. That's, that's, that's almost 700 plate appearances because he's batting leadoff that, that we're basically just a, an average player. We need a dominant guy. We need Springer Dingers back. We got to see it, man. We need the power back for George. Yeah, 100%, dude. I mean, it's the difference between starting the game with yeah. uh, one out or, or starting the game, putting the pressure on the hitter with yeah. someone on first or someone on second or wherever, right? Like, that is a critical difference because the second that you do that and you start the game like that, now you got the hitter on, or the, the pitcher, excuse me, on their heels. Mm -hmm. And that's when they, they can make a mistake. And that's when you can end up with those blow up first innings, right, where you just take the game in the, in the top of the first or, or bottom of the first, right? So I do want to see George Springer get back into it. And something that I'm going to be looking for 100%, and I feel like this is just like, 
so overblown at this point, but it, it's because there is truth to it. Don't be wincing when you're when you're swinging the bat, dude. Are you fully healthy? Dude. Are you ready to go? You've had all off season, and it's gonna happen. You're gonna get banged up. You are gonna get banged up. It's 162 games. It, it is bound to happen eventually. But can we start off the season feeling fresh? Are we feeling good? In spring training. So I don't want, want to see any of those wins. I'm just wondering if it's even possible. When have you never not seen this guy? I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like, that's maybe what that's I'm just saying. his game, bro. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It has to be. It's like, that's not your game, dude. Like, don't identify I, with yourself with you, that. Yo, I, I love George Springer. I love him so much because he tries 150% every single thing he does. In the outfield, on the bases, when he swings, it's 150%. But what happens when you're 30? You get hurt. Yeah. You get hurt, man. Yeah. And you know what I want to see from George? Ground out, man. Like, I know we get on Vladdy for not running out those double play balls. George, you can let it go. Yeah. Just, like, just don't hurt yourself running out. Based let's make it through spring balls. training not getting injured. Like, yes. That would, that would be a really see. nice thing. That's for what me I want to see. see. Let's not injure ourselves. Let's not exert ourselves no. so much, dude. Like, I trust you. You're a veteran. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. Let's make it through spring training just warming up. That's something I want to see from him. Give me 70%. Yeah. You know, that's good. 70% is good. Now, when the regular season goes on, or it's or it's actually, even more importantly, when it is postseason, yeah, then go well, of, of try course, hard. Dude, but here's the thing. We you got to make, make it, make it to postseason Exactly. First, you got to make it And there. we're going to need healthy George Springer to do that. Speaking of effort, though, somebody on the complete other side of things is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Because this is right. our dude. This is our guy. And something that has been talked about with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the longest time is like, He's lazy. He doesn't put in all the effort. These are the conversations that people have about this guy. Now you're on the cover of the show. You just were in. You were part of a Super Bowl commercial that we saw. Oh you yeah, in that was wild. Yesterday, Guerrero. Shut up. You have apparently been in the gym all off season, putting in the work. I like the videos. I like the photos. I like everything that I'm seeing from you, dude. I, I think I'm very excited to see what you have to offer. How are we going to come out in spring training? How is the swing going to look? Are we going to be feeling confident? Just looking at Guerrero and the way that he conducts himself and plays baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays in spring training, that's going to be maybe the biggest evaluation for me out of everything so far. Yeah, like kind of what I'm looking for. And it, it's similar in the sense of the two guys we just talked about in George and Alec, you know, because Alec, you know, he really went in the gym. He got in shape. Great. We know that. We know that. Right. I'm not going to be out here looking like, mm, how does his, you know, chest looking, right? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, it's a good compliment. But how, what I'm more importantly, how is he looking with his ABs? Okay. And same thing with George Springer. How is he hitting the fastballs? ABs is a big one for me. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. We know he's going to hit the fastball. We know he's going to get on the fastball. He's late with the fastballs all last year. He needs to get on and do damage. That's the number one pitch to go off of. But the, the other thing is, how are the ABs? Because I've, I've seen clips and highlights and everything of him leaving fastballs in the center of the zone. And then they just go slider, 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 slider with the rest of the A-B and he strikes out. Yeah. Right? Like, how can we avoid swinging away at the garbages? How can we pick up the ball? It's very hard. I mean, that's why these guys get paid $19.9 million totally. to go and do it. He's got to be able to learn to pick up and let some of these sliders go. If it's low, let it go. You know what I mean? And then make the adjustment later on. If you see a low pitch, let it go, especially if it's a heavy slider uh, pitcher that that's their go-away pitch. Look for something up that you can drive. Look for something up and in that you can take care of. And then if they end up leaving and hanging a slider, well, you're looking there and you can adjust to it. Yeah, yeah, 100%, dude. I mean, we, we've said it time and time again, like, if, if Laddie goes, 
then the Blue Jays go. Yeah. And what blew me away is that right before we hit record on this, we were looking at all the Toronto Blue Jays. We, we had that whole screen up, looking at all their at-bats and their plate appearances and everything. And I think I knew this. Like, I think if somebody would have asked me this, I would have guessed around here. But just, like, actually seeing the graphic, seeing Guerrero and seeing that he was 12th in war on the Toronto oh, yeah. Blue Jays right last here. year. 12th. Not even in the top 10. This is supposed to be your franchise guy, the guy yeah. that everybody looks at and goes, that's Vlad. Like, that's the dude that we yeah. want at the plate in a key situation. And he was 12th when it comes to war on the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, guys like Tim Meza and, and you know, cl- closers were, were higher than this guy, yeah. right? It's like, Brandon that's not necessarily a graphic that I want to see associated with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And, and I feel like when people are talking about the whole conversation about, well, who are you going to extend, Bo or Vlad? It looks pretty clear when you look at this. Yeah. It looks pretty clear. And I know that this is only one season, but if we, if Vlad goes, the Blue Jays go. Yeah. I want to see that guy up in the top three in 2024. Yeah. And honestly, I think a big factor of the suit, obviously, when you look over here, you got Chapman, Kiermaier, and Varsha being in the, in the top defense, four. Defense, defense, is, yeah. defense is a huge factor. But, that, I mean, that's a good talking point. Look what he did last year in terms of his, of his uh, fielding. He was in the fifth percentile. Uh, not good enough. You know, and yes, he's a first baseman. A first baseman usually gets shot on in terms of, like, outs above average and stuff. Well, then, you know, make it up with the batting and, and make it up with the fielding, too, and make it up with your on base. Like, his base running value is just, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market bad yeah it was just bad last year and maybe it was maybe people have a good point talking about running out these ground balls and making dumb decisions on the bases too like i just had a flashback and i forget what game this was in but i think it was in a key and important game i think where guerrero's on first base and not really paying attention and then he gets picked off at first base. Or are you thinking about wild card game two? He gets picked off at second when maybe he was talking to Bo Bichette. Maybe it was yeah. second. And he's then. like, no, check. Like, uh, he's yeah. like, no. Yeah. No, check it. And he was, yeah. and he was out. I think he was there. Yeah. I do also remember a time that he got picked off at first. Oh, yeah. Game. 
I think I remember. But like, that's, that's what I mean. Like, why yeah. am I having these memories? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Those are those are things that, like, when you're at the MLB level and when you are getting paid nineteen point yeah. nine million dollars, we just can't be making those Dude, mistakes. Base running isn't just about being the fastest player; it's about being the smartest player totally. on the base paths, totally. right? And like, that's why they don't have it here. They they could have just put like, oh, like speed. And I think they actually do have. Yeah, they literally have a graphic for speed right here. He was twenty seventh. Okay, he's not the fastest guy, obviously, mm -hmm. but the IQ of the base running was very low. So, I mean, are we going to get a good sample size in spring training to figure out if he's good defensively or good base running? We might get a glimpse of like, okay, there was a good positive play there, but you're obviously not going to see it until the full season plays out. Yeah, you know? of course, of course, guys. And then finally, as far as spring training goes, one other key player that we are absolutely keeping our eye on, mm -hmm. folks, is Dalton Varshow, mm -hmm. guys. The whole mm -hmm. conversation last year about whether we won the trade, whether we lost the trade... We don't know, right? And that was kind yeah. of the answer by a lot of Blue Jays fans, which is what we just don't know until a few seasons go on. Well, guess what? This is season two of Dalton Varsho being in the Toronto Blue Jays system. Mm -hmm. This is season two of this guy. Defensively speaking, you see, you can see it up there. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And base running. Very and phenomenal. base running. Great. Yeah. Well, look at those two things. They, yeah. are, they are absolutely incredible. Batting run value nice. in the two- percentile yeah negative, negative 19 19 that is just something that we need to fix yeah it's just something that needs to get better look and i was kind of making a joke like look if this guy if we all expected him to hit like vladdy this guy would be mother effing mike trout you totally. know what i mean yeah. like just based on all this like value he brings with his glove and his legs um mike trout is prime granted but like look i look back to 2022 what did he have in this year look he had a 59th you know uh percentile in yeah. batting I'm asking you to be an average dude. Just, just with the bat. With the bat. With the bat. And then everything else will just make you an incredible player with the war. What was the big difference here? Well, I see a 70th percentile with barrel percentage. So for this spring, how hard is that ball coming off of yeah. this barrel? You know, you're going to probably see a couple, a few sample sizes of this, but... We need to see the barrel go up. Are, are we getting weak ground balls? Are we getting pop-ups? Are we getting ground ups? What are we, what are we getting? I want to see a lot of barrels. Because if you can barrel it and pull, like look at that spray chart on the right here where he's pulling all these home runs down the line, all 27. Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to pull more? If, if you're, if you're, I'd be cool if you became like the left-handed Danny Jansen. You just pulled yeah. every ball. You're going to, I'm not expecting you to hit 250. Hit 230 and hit 30 home runs and pull every baseball. You're going to get the ABs. Well, I remember you know? when he came over to Toronto and uh, and the whole conversation was, especially with the renovations, well, dude, that left field oh, yeah. fence, yeah. right? Like, we are going to be able to pop a bunch. And and I and I remember kind of the conspiracy theory almost was a lot of Blue Jays fans were looking at Varsho and saying, hey, they know they're making the renovations right now. <laughs> that was me. They're, they're was, going that was out, and they're and they're getting these guys who can pull the baseball because the ceiling could be thirty or thirty-five <laughs> or even forty home runs in this new ballpark. And I do still believe that. Like Dalton Marshall has that capability. It was just a really rough year last year for him, and it felt like there was never any big stretches where this guy was getting hot. And he could just never really get into his rhythm. So I want to see him come out. I want to see him absolutely annihilate a few baseballs yeah. it doesn't need to be all of them it doesn't need to be batting 300 mm. but hit a few damn baseballs really hard yeah and you know to his credit you get traded to a new team a new country a new city 
you got to get adjusted. There's a lot of expectations. We know Toronto media, including ourselves, can be pretty hard on these players coming over. We expect a lot from them, especially when you're placing Lourdes and Teo basically in that four spot. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that, you know, this isn't also a contract year for him. He's really settling into his role as an everyday Toronto Blue Jay player. He can get just relaxed a bit and just allow himself to barrel up and just put up a good season, man. Like, if you can hit in the upper 700s OPS... Oh, I'll take it, man. I would be so, so happy about that, dude. So happy. I would absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. The final thing that I do want to bring up, and we're not actually going to be able to evaluate this until later mm-hmm. in spring training, but looking at that lineup as a whole, right? That's yeah, that's one of those. Of yeah, exactly, yeah. right? You're not really going to know until the final week of spring training because that's really when you get all of your guys in. And even then, sometimes they don't have everybody. But just seeing where people are are roughly slotting in that lineup, right? As a, you know, as opposed to other guys, like when you have multiple guys in there, who's batting above the other one? Who's batting last? Right? Like where is everybody? The construction of things, because there's been a lot of projections out there about what the lineup is going to look like. Where is IKF going to bat? Where is Dalton Varsho going to go? Justin Turner, what about him? Is he going to be the locked-in four guy yeah. in the lineup? Mm. We don't yeah. really know yet, and because of all these guys, because they're all kind of new, so I'm excited to see what yeah. John Schneider's cooked up for us in, in terms of the lineup. I agree. Real quick, shout-out to Ivy Stroken. I missed that <laughs> name. That's a dope name. I nice, love it. Gifted the one Blue Jay Today membership. Gifted it to uh, Jid. Let's go. Shout-out yeah. to Jid. Welcome, and thank you, Ivy Stroken. Well, I, I, I be stroking a lot if we see Alec Manoa come out <laughs> looking good, Dalton Varsho barreling the baseball, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. catching up to the fastball yeah, as well. Yeah. That's going to get me stroking. Yo, fun fun thought uh, on what you said right before shutting out Ivy Stroken. Um, you were talking about uh, where is Justin Turner going to bat in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I saw something that was interesting. At first, I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, but it was the idea that Justin Turner would bat leadoff eventually for the Blue Jays. And at first, I was like, really? what? That doesn't make any sense, really? right? Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I heard a couple of arguments that made me think, like, okay, look, maybe if George isn't doing George stuff and not mm-hmm. playing up to his standard, and if he's just, you know, he's getting to his later 30s where all he's got is the barrels. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the home run potential, and he suits better as a four-hitter. Well, Justin Turner had, would have had the second-highest on-base percentage amongst the Blue Jays last year. Mm-hmm. Um, in the bottom part of the lineup, you're worried about speed. Well, technically, if you look at the bottom part of the lineup, those guys aren't going to be hitting the top anyways, but those are the guys who have the speed down there. Right. So if you do want guys who are fast on base, for Justin Turner to drive him in, he would flip the lineup over and he would then have those guys on base if they were able to get on. So there was the, those were the two arguments. I was like, okay, like, you kind of got me thinking, and to start a game, like, that would, Justin Turner, if he ends up being one of the better hitters, like, you'd want him to get a lot of ABs. So yeah. I heard that argument. At first I was like, nah, 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 to the idea. But it could be a possibility. Do you remember where he batted for Boston last year? I think he did flirt with the... Second spot a I was gonna bit, say, and then four a lot. Yeah, too. like yeah. I thought that they did have him because I mean Devers is effectively locked in at number three for them yeah. most of the time. But yeah. I do think that there were a few games there where they had him at two, yeah, and then a lot of the times at four. And I was also kind of considering like maybe two. I want. Right. I thought that's where you're going right, with that, right, but like right. maybe two at one point in the season, like just depending on how he's doing, right? Because mm-hmm. we know that John Schneider does like to you know flirt with the you're playing the hot bat and everything like mm-hmm. that, which I like to an extent. Um, but I, I could see a reality where potentially he is that second guy. It all depends how George Springer's coming out the gate, though. I yeah, think. yeah, exactly. And that's that's all, that's a huge factor because you also don't want to like move George if it's not warranted, right? No, he's gonna no. he earns and deserves this spot at the top part of the lineup. But if we see something similar to what he saw what we saw last year, I think it makes more sense to put him. Dude, I, I feel like the second that you move George, it's like 
he's never going back. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. almost it's it's like he's so locked in at this point that like if you move him, it would almost be disrespectful to put him back there almost. Right. You know, it's right. like like the second that it's done, now we're going to find a new guy immediately. Right. Right. Maybe that maybe that's just my opinion, guys. You let me know in the comments down below, but uh but I, honestly, I hope that we never have to see the day and that George Springer just comes out the gate looking healthy yeah. and and looking strong. Yeah, agreed. So guys, those are all of our topics, all the things that we are going to be looking forward to in this spring training. I'm sure there's a ton more. There's going to be a ton of storylines popping off in spring training, but those are kind of the top things, man, because look, the Blue Jays had an underwhelming offseason. So I think we got to look at the guys we currently have and see what they could do for 2024. 100%, dude. 100%. Guys, if you haven't already done so, please hit the like, smash the subscribe button. Let us know your thoughts down below about literally everything we talked about today. Shout out and thank you to everybody who's been watching along with us, who's going to watch this later, who has subscribed, who has donated, who has as well. We appreciate all of you folks. Guys, and thank you so much for watching. And as always, Go Jays Go! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.